What's the first thing you do after waking up? After your alarm goes off, maybe you switch on a light, then check your phone while waiting for the kettle to boil. Not a single one of these things would be possible without the genius, hard work, and competition of two of history's greatest inventors. It's no exaggeration that the fierce battle between them over electricity led to all the greatest developments of the past 120 years. The fact that you can download and listen to this episode of Blind History is a result of their efforts. The remarkable lives of Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison and the way that they were interconnected is a story for the ages. It is time for another episode of Blind History, and we've maybe paid too little attention to these guys because the inventors and the, the, the great genius minds of the world are not always the conquerors or the emperors or the kings or those tremendously powerful leaders in history. Sometimes they're the, the people who help us to have the technology that we use to make this podcast. <laughs> and two of these people today who are in huge competition with each other, are the focus of this episode of Blind History. I'm here with my co-host, Anthony Miederer, and we are talking about Tesla and Edison. Now, you'd be forgiven for thinking we're talking about two companies, because actually these two were such powerhouses that their names were eventually the names of companies. And a lot of Tesla's reputation, or the revival in his reputation, is thanks to Elon Musk and the Tesla company that is named after him. Because this guy would have been forgotten to history. And I mean, yeah, correct. Got yeah. a raw deal. He definitely got a raw deal. Look, he was a mad scientist, as people would have termed. And they, you know how many comics and books have been written about Tesla? He's even the villain with Superman. Really? So there's just, it's insane. I but think he wasn't a villain. He was a hero. I know, but <laughs> that's how they've sort of pictured him. Yeah. But uh, 100% raw deal. I mean, at the time, he made. Edison looked ridiculous, and that's one of the greatest inventors of all time. Yeah. So let's just talk about how they, they each started, because I think people need to know that they were both from very different backgrounds. Tesla was born in uh, Croatia, and he was a Serbian by birth. His mother was um, into invention and innovation and all of that stuff, too, so she was a big influence in his life. And he was born at a time where I don't think people really even had the faintest grasp of physics. I mean, none of the basic rules of how the world works had been established. And this guy was just curious about everything. He had a brilliant mind, apparently in a detic memory. He could remember mm. everything. If he saw, if he read a book, he could remember every page and every word on every yeah. page. If you, if you gave him a, a complicated mechanical drawing, he could memorize it and then replicate it without ever having to draw it himself. And a lot of the technology and a lot of his inventions he did while he was walking in a park and then he actually pictured it in his mind and then later on he would draw it out. So he was a mathematician. He used that much more than, let's say, Edison used it. Edison well, I mean, wasn't he also way. able to do like advanced calculus at a very young age? 100%. Clearly this guy was not a normal human being. No, he, he was a He was a real genius. Yeah. Look, at when he was born, the story goes, there was a massive thunderstorm. And the midwife said, oh, this is going to be a dark child. And the mother said, oh, no, contraire, it won't be. This is going to be a, a light child. Child and of the light. Child, child of the light. And that turned out as such. Mm. Um, his dad wanted him to be a orthodox priest, which he was. But then he got very sick. 
because mm. uh, he was quite a sickly child. And, yeah. and his brother, who sadly died when he was five, seemed to be the one they were looking at to, to you know, rise above in the family. But he got sick, and then he said his dad promised him, look, if you get better, I'll send you to technical school, etc." And And that's actually what happened, and that started him on the road. But he was already, by then, he'd already done incredible things. And he never slept. He had maybe three hours of sleep a night and apparently an obsessive compulsive disorder, not unlike Howard Hughes and mm. not unlike many other genius people through yeah. history. Sensory overload is something that, that they didn't know in those days, so they termed it nervous breakdown, but he had that. Genius has a price, I suppose. 100%. But he didn't finish his degree, so he was never qualified. He was never a doctor of physics or any of those things. He never won any prizes, despite the fact that he chalked up over a hundred patents in his life mm. and things that we use today that we owe to him. So many different things, wireless technology, um, early cell phones. He was talking about mm-hmm. that because that was communication he spoke about. Yeah. Uh, he said, we're going to communicate in the world like never before electric cars. There's so many different things that he did, but the university side of it, you know, he enjoyed gambling. Yeah, yeah. So in his, let's say in his younger life, I'm not sure, it, it's not mentioned later on, but definitely in the early life. And he, and he basically took the money for the university education and he basically <laughs> spent it all, he lost it all on gambling. So again, even if you're a genius, you're not necessarily good going to cards. win. Yeah. And, and he did all, he did win it all back eventually and paid back, mm. you know, his, his family who'd helped put him through varsity, but then he just disappeared. Yeah. Uh, he was so embarrassed by not having succeeded there, and this is something that happened later on in his career as well, that he actually couldn't face them, so he just disappeared. People thought he died. But he was appointed at, at the International Edison Company this oh, okay. in France, right. in Paris. And he worked there, and his, his boss, who was quite close to Edison, thought this guy was incredible and in what he did. He took a lot of the technology that they brought from the States, the inventions from Thomas Edison. He improved them. Mm. And he also came up with different angles. And he was very much already thinking of, of, of AC versus DC. Right. Um, alternate That's alternating current, current versus correct. direct current. He was really thinking about it. But anyway, his manager at the time was called back to America, wrote a letter for Tesla and said, please come with. Apparently, he went to America with four cents in his pocket or something. All his stuff was stolen on the ship. <laughs> and America shocked him. You know, he, he saw this place very, very industrialized compared to where he came from, from Paris and from Europe. So it was a big shock to his system when he actually got to America. But he did look Edison up and he joined them for six months. Hmm. Well, we're going to pause the story there and tell you a little bit about Edison because he was probably America's greatest inventor. Certainly that's how history describes him. He managed to figure out and, and, and devise and innovate in areas like the phonograph. The motion picture camera, I mean, can you imagine how much money Hollywood has generated over the years since Edison invented that camera? Um, Sound recording, mass communication, there were lots of these things that he was involved in. And he had, I mean, he was also credited with the light bulb, even though it's slightly suspicious just how he figured that out on his own. And and people like Tesla helped him to perfect Mm. it. But he was more the marketing guy than anything else. He was an yeah. inventor, certainly, yeah. but he was also really good at business, and he established yeah. the Edison Company, and they had patents registered for just about everything. You know that he was good at bargaining. He actually, when we talk about business, he lost tons of money uh, because he got too – he latched on too much. So mm. he, it's such as the mining. He was he was so stuck on, on sorting out what he wanted to try and invent for iron ore, et cetera, that he, he lost his fortunes. You know that both of them – 
actually weren't that great at money, but Edison was, like you said, your point was he was an entrepreneur and he could bargain hardcore. Mm -hmm. From a young age, he was, you could see his entrepreneurial skills and inventive skills. So he, he joined as a newspaper boy on the trains and to sell sweets in there. Mm -hmm. But not long after that, he realized he can get communication via the telegraph. And so he put a little printing press on the train and also a little laboratory where he could invent because there were long trips, but it caught fire and it burned down the whole cart. <laughs> so the, the, the train driver kicked him off the train and then boxed his ears as they termed in the old days, which apparently then was why he was deaf. Oh, really? But having said that, this was a story I read out of a great book, which is A Hundred Lives, mm -hmm. written in 1945, 1950 or thereabouts. So it, it's actually quite refreshing to read those stories. But what subsequently was, I think it was a family problem that they had with the hearing. And it wasn't because his ears oh, were boxed. But he, he liked to blame the conductor <laughs> or the driver exactly. of the train. 100%. That's great. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of laboratories that burnt down, the same thing happened to poor old Tesla. His laboratory in New York burnt down. It burnt so badly with all the chemicals and the you know experimental technology in it that it actually fell from the second floor through the first and down to the ground. And there was some <laughs> some serious research material that was lost. Yeah. You know, stuff that he was working on mm. that who knows, he may have had, you know, this idea, which they, they still say is something that he might have been on the money with, is free electrical energy for Earth that we could get out of the ionosphere. Mm. And he, you know, he built this tower in Long Island, which is supposed to have been able to give us that power. They they dispute now that he would have had the ability to do it, but who knows? But I mean, there were so many things. Also in that in that fire was ozone therapy. Yeah. And I mean, ozone therapy is only starting to gain some significance come back now. now. Correct. To be able to help cancer victims. You know, it's not been proven. Yeah. But there's a lot of evidence to say that it does work. Look, also a great inventor. And you don't have to square them up against each other. It, in life, it turned out they did have a, a competition. Yeah. And this is where we're going to bring Tesla back in because the big fight was over alternating and direct current. Direct current was what Edison was using mostly, and it was hugely expensive. You needed cables as thick as your arm. You needed a power station every couple of hundred meters. So it was very inefficient, whereas alternating current allowed you to create a huge network, and it was much more efficient, and you could do more with it. Um, and that was largely the, the innovation of, of Tesla's. And there was this huge competition on between the two of them. But they did, as you point out, work together. Problem was that Edison had promised – Tesla, a whole lot of money, like a million dollars in today's money, to figure out a way of making his electric motor more effective. And he did it. And then he said to Edison, where's my money? And Edison went, ho, 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 you don't understand our sense of humor. Mm. And he thought, well, screw you. Yeah. You know, and he was very pissed off. Yeah, so, yeah. And throughout his life, he seems to have been at the short end of every bargain. Mm. And he decided then he stormed off in a huff and refused to work with Edison again. And they got into this battle over AC and DC. Yeah, first he dug a few trenches though in between jobs. <laughs> I mean, he was literally working as yeah. a street worker and digging holes. But you know, he didn't care. No, and he didn't care about money either, which mm. is the difference between him and, and Edison as yeah. well. And clearly alternating current was going to win. But I mean, Edison did some dodgy, dirty things to try and mm. sink AC. He electrocuted an elephant Correct. and had people's Pets stolen. Topsy the elephant. <laughs> he, got, he killed him. <laughs> but he was doing all of this, all these horrible things, to make AC look bad. Yeah. And so Tesla, who was much smarter, actually stood in the grand exhibition, I think it was, and he 
let the AC current flow through him to light up some light bulbs, mm. thereby demonstrating this stuff, if you know what you're doing, is not dangerous, whereas DC is dangerous. It'll fry you. Yeah. So, in the end, AC did win. Yeah, and I mean, there was a big job they were going for when they had this battle in Niagara Falls. And That's the right. Generation of for hydroelectric power, hydro- which was a big deal. And, and, and Westinghouse, which was the company that, that Tesla was working for, got into some trouble too, further mm. down the line. And they said to Tesla, look, please, can you sacrifice some of your, your fees as your royalties for coming up with these inventions? Otherwise, we're not going to make it through the next 10 years of business. And he did. He tore mm. up the contract. Again, yeah. screwing himself over. Yeah. But he loved inventing. He cared more about the science than about money. And it, he did end up penniless. It wasn't due to Edison in any way. It was just the way he operated and actually the, the way that, that he was treated. Yeah. At, when he died, you'd never have believed. You know, I don't think he would have ever imagined how famous he would have been today. Well, I mean, Edison, to go back to him for a second – he knew lots of famous people. I mean, Henry Ford worked for him for a little while. Um, and he, he made lots of money, Edison. Him and Ford were actually very close together. Firestone, Ford, and Edison would go on these road trips together. Yeah. Edison was trying to design artificial tires. Right. Um, so that, that was one thing that didn't necessarily work along with these concrete furniture that also didn't work. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily that they, everything they touched was this latest greatest. Well, there are two or three things about Edison before we, we finish off with how Tesla ended, which is quite sad. But Edison was, you know, also a bit mad. I mean, he, he only drank milk towards the end because mm. he thought that, you know, this liquid diet was the way to prolong life. But he eventually succumbed to diabetes and they've actually got his last breath in a test tube. They, they <laughs> he breathed his last breath. Was they, a president did it or somebody, somebody said that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who did it, <laughs> but it, 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 he sealed this test tube of air in the inventor's room <laughs> shortly after his death. They also made a plaster death mask of him. But he he, he did well, and his life yeah. was mostly happy, and he kind of big borrowed, stole, and deceived where he needed to, to get ahead. Yeah. Whereas Tesla was this pure sort of character mm. who, to the end, he was feeding pigeons. Mm. He tells this bizarre story, uh, Tesla, of this one white pigeon yeah. that he had a relationship yeah. with. And this pigeon would come to him when he called it and it arrived on his windowsill one day because he was staying at the new yorker apartments which is part of a hotel it's still there in new york and he didn't have a whole lot of money he was living rent free and this pigeon arrived and he says the pigeon arrived to tell him that she was dying and he was so close to this pigeon that he just knew Mm. and once she'd given him that message these, this beam of light came out of its Mm. eyes it was bright light and then he developed a little device to keep her Alive. Keep her alive. And I think he probably went a bit mad towards the end because that's not the way that Satan. Well, madder than he was originally. Yeah. And, and then, you know, the maid discovered he was dead like a day later in the room. He just didn't have any visitors, didn't have any family, didn't have any friends. So he abstained from alcohol, from tobacco, uh, from sex. Wasn't he in the end only drinking milk as well and eating like cookies? Maybe. Something like that. He wasn't eating anything else. Was very, these guys were definitely a bit. Yeah. Well, they say he also had Asperger's. Yeah. What's interesting about it is um, he was very sensory. He mm. could actually hear the pocket clock ticking three rooms away. Mm. A fly would land on a table and it would actually make it be so loud that, that he would freak out. And he hated pearls or jewelry on women. 
They absolutely hated that. So they introduced him to this beautiful woman, and she was charismatic, da da da, but she had pearls. He couldn't even look at her. So, and you know, the thing was, it was quite frustrating because apparently, you know, he was six foot two, dark hair, blue eyes, good looking. Oh. Woman loved him, but he never, he wasn't interested. So, of what we know of. Yeah. Well, it's all, it's all very strange. This, this guy, I mean, both of them incredible human beings, but Tesla, Massively. by far the most underappreciated of the two of them. So much of what we use today, you pointed out wireless technology, you know. So they've the- advanced the world. And what was incredible about that time, especially in, in, in the United States was they had just come out of the Civil War. And suddenly there was just massive industrialization. And yeah. the rest of the world looked on in awe because they built the Great Railroads. Yeah, that was Carnegie, among others. Correct. Oh. And from north to south, from east to west, suddenly now the market opened up right. because you could access to everybody everywhere. I mean, you can go to San Francisco in no time. So you can communicate via telegraph, which was also a new invention, mm-hmm. which, which Edison improved from Morse's efforts. It was just incredible. And Tesla came into that environment, both of them set the scene for for the 20th century. And he's got a 26-kilometer-wide crater named after him on the moon. Tesla. The Tesla crater, yeah. But, I mean, otherwise, otherwise not too many honors. And, and Well, I mean, if you go to his hometown, there's a lot. People are very proud. They say, was he Bosnia? And they're all arguing about who he really, you know, where he was yeah. actually from. But there's a monument for him now and... You know, all his, his work. There's apparently that, a statue of him at Niagara Falls, actually. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I don't want to choose between the two of them because so much of what we use every single day now is dependent on those original patents they worked out, those innovations that came to them that they discovered. Uh, the whole world owes both of these men an enormous gra- debt of gratitude. And even though they might not have got along in, in real life, the fact that we had both of them alive at the same time probably made everything happen that much faster. Yeah. And like Tesla said, a lot of the inventors around me uh, are for the present. Yeah. I'm for the future. That's great because God knows he didn't have an easy life. Yeah. And maybe his legacy is the biggest part about him and he deserves all that credit that we're giving him now. Agreed. Um, just as an aside, he also uh, – he didn't mind that Marconi used – his technologies and his ideas to eventually invent the radio. Yes. And then Marconi ended up getting the lion's share of that credit too. And the Nobel Prize. And the Nobel Prize. I mean, this, this poor guy, mm. honestly, like, you know, for all the stuff he did. Yeah. <laughs> but they set the story straight at least. That was at least a good point. Well, and there was a big court case that was worth billions that was only settled after his death. Mm. So again, no use to him in the present, but in the future. Yeah. He's the winner. But, you know, if he had the money, he probably would have blown it anyway on pigeons. And gambling. And gambling. And milk. <laughs> well, maybe pigeon racing. <laughs> you can put that together. Well, at least that, that pigeon would have got some serious uh, alimony. You know? yeah, exactly. That pigeon would have got the lion's share of his estate if, <laughs> yeah. if she just outlived him. Yeah. Anyway, what a sad story for Tester, but at the same time, hugely inspiring. Blind History is brought to you by Taylor Blinds and Shutters. All the episodes are available on the cliffcentral.com website and app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You talk about the cinescope. It was like a five-second clip, and it was like the 19th century 
TikTok because they were, everybody was just looking at it over and over and over again. <laughs> we have to put ourselves in that era yeah. and what that didn't see stuff like this. Yeah. 